What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 10 of Chicks Talk Flicks. We're doing something a little different this episode. As you can see, we're coming to you in person. You get to see our faces. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't hear our faces. You can't hear our faces. You can't see our faces. God. And um, it's going well. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty well so far. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> we are doing something very different besides the format changing up a little bit for fun we are going to be discussing a lot of different other topics aside from us reviewing films that we had watched together this week so right now we just want to discuss some things that are happening in the film world and share our thoughts about them so what you may have missed this week did you see anything for the batman no no i haven't seen anything but else. did you hear that robert pattinson's the new batman yes yes that i heard you're right. okay so they were filming batman the Batman, the Batman, and they had to stop filming because a crew member had gotten COVID. Oh, yeah. And it turns out that that crew member was Robert Pattinson. So Robbie Pat's got COVID. Are we sure he didn't catch it from a crew member? Um, it could be a whole scandal, the it, whole set. It very well could have worked out in that way. We'll never know. But I just thought it was funny that the first thing we heard was a crew member had it and then that the crew member was Robert Pattinson. So I think it's really funny. It sucks that we have to wait a long time for, for, you know, filming to continue and then for us to have Batman. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Do you have Disney Plus? Yes. Were you excited for Mulan at all? Honestly, no. No? I, of all of the Disney movies that I was waiting for to, like, be revamped, it was, that wasn't, like, top on my list. No. I think that it will be cool, but I'm scared because I liked the cartoon so much. I wouldn't say I was excited for Mulan, but I was excited to see what they were going to do with it. Yeah. I heard they weren't going to do any. It wasn't going to be a musical. It was going to be a totally different live action film. Yeah. Um, and it's action. Yeah. But, you know, now it was out and COVID had kind of halted their theater release because the theaters closed down. Mm-hmm. So Disney decided to put it on Disney Plus, but... They're charging $30 to view it ne- between now and December 2nd when it will release for free to all Disney Plus subscribers. $30? $30 to watch yeah. Mulan I'm as many times as I okay. want between now and December 2nd. I don't think that'll be worth $30 personally. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> it's only a few months. But also, if you're thinking about, like, it was supposed to come out in theaters and you would spend, like, $11 for a movie ticket and it wouldn't just be you. And so they're probably assuming, like, a household's going to buy it this many people. You know, they are still losing money on it. I just think it's absurd. Yeah, but it's not like they're like, <laughs> you're never going to get it on Disney Plus for free. It's not like you have to wait years. It's no, months. absolutely. But I think what makes me mad is that it's because it's on, like, a, an on-demand yeah. platform. Yeah, you're Because I've for spent, the like, $30 on DVDs. Yeah. You know, but it's because it's on... DVDs? Yeah. I think that's what makes me upset. So I'm not really mad, actually, because... I'm not the target audience. Yeah. So it makes sense. Not everything's about you, Isabel. <laughs> what you may have missed this week. Cuties on Netflix. There has been some conversation around this film that has dropped on Netflix about a group of like underaged 11-year-old girls, 11, 12-year-old um, girls who join a dance team and get down this like dance routine to get into a dance competition i said dance so many times in that one sentence <laughs> um did you see the trailer for it at all yeah 
Yeah, you did. I literally watched it right in front of you. You did. No, you did. But I was thinking like before we talked about it. Oh, no. No. I had seen the trailer before there was even any really description as far as what it was about. I mean, as you know, as far as the content and it looks cute. You know, the trailer looks cute. She's a, you know, this girl has a very, comes from a very like religious background and tells her mom that she wants to dance and like sneaks out and kind of disobeys her family and just to like be able to hang out with these, this group of girls and be part of this dance team. But then it turns out the dance is actually like really hyper sexualized for yeah. a bunch of underage girls. And all of a sudden, like a couple of days ago, it was, it was trending on Twitter. People were very, very angry. They were like, this is child pornography. Yeah. It's hard to judge dance. Well, from I what I saw. From what preview. you saw. I should have sent you the link. There's this video that's on Twitter. It's literally a, a snippet from the movie of them in the dance competition and they're like literally the wop dance they're doing 11 year old girls okay apparently the film is supposed to draw like shed light on how we sexualize young women and young girls which makes sense and the argument and why people are mad is you're shedding light on it by exploiting it by putting tons of scenes in it that are us sexualizing young yeah. girls you know where I just feel like I get what they're trying to do by making us uncomfortable. They're like, oh, if we just show you how bad it is, then everybody's going to stop and realize that this is wrong. Yeah. And that's not going to work for everything. It doesn't work for everything because at the same time, you're also giving creepy people content to go home and do what they may with it. Yeah. The world. The world. The world we live in. So we will be seeing that and we'll come back with an opinion after we both see it. And hopefully it doesn't live up to the negative reactions thus far. Probably will. Probably will. (laughs) What we are watching. I've been so excited to have this discussion because we watched I'm Thinking of Ending Things. So for people who haven't seen I'm Thinking of Ending Things on Netflix, um, the synopsis is about a young woman who goes with her boyfriend to meet his parents at their farmhouse and starts to question the relationship and is debating breaking up. But there is a second layer, actually multiple layers, this whole entire film. Jake is the boyfriend and the girlfriend is it's Lucy. And then it changes, honestly, throughout the entire film. It does? It does. Okay. He calls her like three different names. No, that's fine. I was getting confused. Bring it closer to your mouth. I was getting confused. (laughs) (laughs) Very long movie, very meaty. Um, You're getting into a lot of this character, Jake's past. And there's something with a janitor going on at the same time. I thought the janitor was him. The janitor was him, but at when I see for like we're gonna during, make this so confusing. <laughs> like I know I don't know even know how to explain it because it, the whole movie is. I watched it three times. I watched it once. Three. Watched it twice the day after, and then I watched it again with you. Part of it, yeah. Well, yeah, but still a good amount of it. No, you you were at like thirty minutes in. I know. So I basically watched I wasn't it three times. Thirty minutes in. <laughs> I was like an hour. It's like forty-five. In. No, you we were had not. Like an hour and a half no, we watched. We watched. Yeah, it was two hours. So you were halfway in. Whatever. Thirty minutes. <laughs> Very. There's just a lot to take in with this whole movie. There's so much going on. So much going on. I still don't understand the ending. Honestly. So let's. Well, not that let's we can like talk about. Talk that. through it. So like. It's really hard to get a timeline down. But basically, she goes to his house. 
She has dinner with his family. There are weird things that are happening already. Like she's almost like hallucinating. It comes off as it's almost like she's time traveling in this house. There's a million different things happening. Yeah. The ages of his parents keep changing. First, they're old. Then they're like younger. Yes. Then they're really old. Then they're really young. I want to know what dying. that's supposed to represent. The first time I saw this movie, I was incredibly confused. I was like, I have no idea what just happened. I have no idea what anything was supposed to mean. That's the only thing I understood was that the janitor and the boyfriend the same person that's it well i only knew that when he walked back out to the car yeah and he was like that's what i mean that's the only thing i got yeah so then i was you know okay this is about him contemplating suicide which is what it is supposed to be but everything happening in between is apparently his imagination what's his um oh this is gonna sound so ignorant (laughs) 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 what was there an actual, like, was this based off of a mental illness? Yes. So, this is, this whole That was so stressful movie. to ask. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not, though, because this whole, this is based off of a book, and in the book, and I know this just because I read stuff that mm-hmm. from people who had read the book, um, it's about, it start, it's more, it's, not, it's less confusing than the movie which I feel like yeah. was more of an artistic choice on the director's part. Yeah, of course. But the book was more um, clear about what was going on because it starts off with the janitor being dead in high school mm. and to like students finding him and a book that he had written. And the book is the movie. He had kind of created this story about this girl he had seen at a bar when he was much younger mm-hmm. and wanted to be with romantically but never had the chance to. And made up this whole story about if he had asked for her number and like ended up bringing her home to wow. her, his parents. And, but he was in a, already in a, in a state of depression. So even in his story, she was thinking about breaking up with him because he doesn't see himself, somebody who was like worthy, but like yearns for love. Um, or, you know, just like a partner in general. And that's why everything like no, after knowing that everything kind of makes sense, the story itself, because everything's really sad and yeah. depressing and his mom is supposed to have suffered from schizophrenia and that's why she hears whispers that's what i was wondering okay. and he's supposed to also have some schizophrenia yeah in the book i it was stressed more. out like like what's going on yeah like <laughs> that makes sense how can you pay attention like it makes you feel crazy right Oh my god, that that was bad too see you saying crazy isn't that bad oh my god <laughs> i know you can't fire yeah. but it's just crazy because then looking back at the movie, like there's there's like the second time I watched it, I I, I saw the hints, mm-hmm. and then the third time I watched it, I saw where it was, where its purpose was, what the purpose of putting that in there was. So like seeing the second time, like the poem she recites in the beginning in the car, mm-hmm. that's the same poem that's in the, the book she finds in his bedroom because that's a poem that he loves that yeah. she didn't write. But in the car, we think that she's this poet and yeah. she wrote that. That's so funny. And it's really just him repeating it. And even that talks about home being bone and not wanting to come home and feeling this loneliness that's wife-shaped. So he's constantly, he's lonely. Yeah. And feels, that's what the whole movie was, I feel like the first time I watched it, I didn't know what was going on, but I knew that I was sad. No, okay, so (laughs) I feel like I had a pretty good idea of what was going on. It's just when the ending came, I was like... Is this what I thought? Like, was yeah. I right? Was I right or wrong? I, I still have no idea. 
Because that's another thing, too, is it ends with this weird ballet yeah. and then a musical number. I... So, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of jumping around. But I yeah. think everything, if you watch it more than once, which I highly recommend, everything serves a purpose in the story. Oh, no. You I, know? Like, I could tell that it's probably brilliant. I'm just not that level of brilliant to understand. No, and that makes... It's just, you, honestly, if you watch it a couple times, you'd be brilliant. Yeah. You'd be like, I'm brilliant. I get it well, now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's what I mean. I'm going to go study it. What would you tell viewers who haven't seen it yet? It's going to be rough, kids. No, I'm It's going to be rough, kids. Um, to Blue's Clues it. Because... To Blue's Clues it, to be sad and not know why. Not to fully, to not also, fully understand why you feel the way that you do, but just know that you're sad. And you have to figure out why. Maybe read That's the book the, and maybe ooh, read yes. reviews. Not reviews. Look up on it yeah. beforehand because I think... Do your homework. There's really a lot to be understood that you're not going to within the first yes. 12 tries. This is a movie with homework. Some people will get it. <laughs> what are these two girls? What are these chicks talking about? <laughs> like idiots. <laughs> <laughs> idiots. <laughs> Actually, seeing other people's reactions, like understanding how other people feel is cool too. I've I looked on Twitter and found some some funny tweets that people had posted online because I thought it was funny. Seeing everyone's reaction to movies are always going to be different, and I love that and think that's what I love about film the most is that everybody translates things differently, and seeing their reactions is also quite entertaining so one aggressive tweet i found online about i'm thinking of ending things um said uh i'm thinking of ending things is a frustrating uncomfortable anxiety inducing nightmare of a film and i think that's the point question mark i don't want to unpick the plot like it's a problem to be solved i want to sit with the feelings i didn't enjoy it but i don't think that it's bad I agree. Agreed. I'm thinking of ending things is a perfect example of the kind of film pseudo intellectuals fawn over for the sake of trying to look smart. It's fucking god awful and whoever made it wants their head looked at. Also agree. Rude. <laughs> but could have said it nicer. Yeah, but <laughs> I just think do your homework. Charlie Kaufman's I'm Thinking of Ending Things is one of my favorite films of the year. If you see it and you should turn off your logic police and turn up your imagination, this is a beautiful hashtag fuck plot of a movie. See, I also Agreed. agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> turn off your logic and just let the movie happen to you. Like, you have to let it dominate you. Let it take you. Peace. <laughs> yeah. Let it take you where it wants to take you with your consent. I can't focus on everything because the movie I'm thinking of ending things masturbated my brain to the point that I have to juice my brain cells out and had to read reviews before getting the whole point, point plot. and plot. I'm sorry, <laughs> point and plot. Um, learned a lot about life and love, so it's a must watch. I agree with Agreed. the big middle part because I don't understand masturbating my brain personally i made a twitter friend a little film pal online Aww. who reached out to me who didn't give a shout out i no. am this is her shout out because she sent me a video of her reaction which we will play now hi 
Okay, so one of the very first things I noticed about this movie was the fashion. When we first meet Lucy, she's covered pretty much head to toe in very bright and vibrant colors, a lot of yellow and orange layers. But as the film goes on, her outfits begin to match the mood of the scene. That's first seen when she and Jake pull up to the farmhouse. She's no longer in yellows and oranges, but instead in pinks and purples, which I think uh, represent the more the more darker and subdued tone of the blizzard at the farmhouse. Once inside, however, Lucy has a yellow sweater once more, which I think matches the warmth and hominess of the dinner scene. However, once Lucy begins to try and clean up after dinner and almost move the night along, she's seen in a very traditional cut dress with very like wallpaper floral fabric and her jewelry matches as well where we met her with bold acrylic earrings she's now wearing a string of pearls and more conservative earrings um, however as stuff starts to get weirder and weirder around the farmhouse lucy then puts her sweater back on which i think is almost a way to put more distance between her and the farmhouse almost a layer of protection and then once she and Jake do leave the farmhouse, she's seen exclusively in dark, dark blues from then to the end of the movie, which is, of course, representative of the, the hopelessness and desolation of not only the blizzard outside, but of Jake's own mental state. Um, speaking of the farmhouse, one of my favorite things about the movie as well is the depiction of time. Um, time really only exists in our minds and the only quantifiable way to see that it goes is the aging of our bodies and i find it very interesting that jake's parents were depicted simultaneously young old mixed matched you know every varying life stage um, and i think that's because Jake's memories of his parents exist simultaneously in his mind and they manifested simultaneously in the farmhouse. And I just thought that was a really, really creative um, depiction of time. Um, one scene in the farmhouse that I do wish we got a little bit more detail on was the basement scene. Um, it was it was a really, really pivotal scene. You know, it almost shows the, the cracks in the veneer of Jake's deception. Once Lucy's down there, she finds the jumpsuits, proving that he's not a physicist. She sees the paintings, which moments before we thought were original works by Lucy. Um, however, one thing I'm confused about, the scratches on the door were not inside as if someone was trying to get out but outside as if someone was trying to get in you know maybe that's supposed to be like a red flag for lucy where she's supposed to see the scratches and realize that's a place she desperately needs to get into so she can start seeing jake's deception um i don't know but it was really interesting regardless it was a really really cool scene um probably my favorite scene in the whole film is the ballet scene towards the end it's just it's breathtaking and really captivating the choreography is just flawless and beautiful um it depicts what i think is either jake as the janitor becoming obsessed with a student and killing her boyfriend or perhaps his desire to or perhaps it's just a story in his mind we see through the whole film that he uses media as escapism um, when we see the janitor eating breakfast, he's watching cartoons. When he gets in the truck to go to work, he immediately turns the radio on. And when he eats his meal at the school, we see him use one of the projectors to put that cafe movie on. Um, so it's very clear to me that Jake is unsatisfied with himself and his accomplishments. And he's almost living vicariously through these characters on the screen. 
I think that's also why um, in one of the later car scenes, we actually see Lucy briefly swapped out with the actress from the cafe movie. I think because in Jake's mind, these people are really interchangeable. They're playing a role more than they are being authentic in themselves. Um, and then after the ballet scene, when Jake has a breakdown in the truck and hallucinates, um, one of the first things he hallucinates is the Tulsi Town commercial. It's projected on his windshield, which reinforces the escapism. It's almost like after the breakdown, Jake's mind tried one last uh, ditch effort of escapism and comfort and showed him something that he was deeply familiar with from his childhood. Um, then after that hallucination fades, Jake then hallucinates a pig with maggots on its stomach, um, which is a callback to the beginning farm scene where Jake tells Lucy the story of the pigs. I think that the pigs, although a very disturbing image, is an incredibly powerful symbol because um, one thing about rural American towns is that sometimes they can be a lot like tar pits, where if you're not moving, if you're not growing, they'll hold you in one place and eat you from the outside in, which is exactly what happened to the pigs and exactly what happened to Jake. Um, and I found that symbol throughout the movie to just be incredibly powerful. Um, I think overall, I'd give this movie a 10 out of 10. You know, some of the car scenes were a little dry and some of the dialogue was a little hard to get through and tiresome but the vivid imagery and heavy symbolism I think makes up for that tenfold and I, I'm really really excited to read the book to see if that'll give me any more insight into this. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm so impressed. That is one smart bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah no, it was pretty cool I, I tweeted like let's talk about i'm thinking of ending things and no, nobody i know reached out to me and then she reached out to me and we talked about it. i was like i feel those so thoughts. stupid <laughs> <laughs> i was like everything is clear yes she's explained the whole movie to you <laughs> oh my God. but the whole thing with her clothes changing I didn't notice the first time I watched it. I watched. I noticed it the second time I watched it. But for her, you know, the way you explained it, you know, as far as being more happy at dinner, it changing traditional style when she's clearing the table, and then it just being dark blues at the end. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense as I far like as the timeline goes. Recall it happening because I remember one outfit. I was like, like oh, like, huh? was that what she was wearing the whole yeah, time? Like, oh, she. Uh, and you're just like, okay, I'm just going to go with it and not question yeah. it because I can't quit. I'm questioning everything. So it's just added to the list of questions. Wow. And the whole basement thing. I really live my life with my blinders up. I'm like, <laughs> no, it's, you don't. I'm like, it's fine. Just keep going. It'll make sense eventually. I don't know. Someone will explain it to me. <laughs> wow. The ballet scene, too, is an interesting um, perspective because I didn't think about it that way. I didn't know if Jake was both the janitor and the man dancing with the girl. I thought he was both. I thought he was both, but that's a very interesting perspective it to take on it. Because I couldn't decide. And I like that one better. I couldn't decide either, but I was like, who else would it be? And even just the perspective on Midwest states being a tar pit. We're in Connecticut, so it's a little different. But I can see that, like, being rural and living in that type of landscape, just feeling like there's nothing for you. Yeah. Especially if you're already alone. 
And in the book, he's he is alone and he lives with his parents until they die. And that's why they show us like the whole timeline in the house, because he's been in the house all of his life from birth to growing up to being an adult and then being there until his parents die. We'll take a little break from the the sad and depressing to shake it off. We have some exciting things to look forward to. So what's coming up? Dune trailer just dropped this week. Mm. Very excited. I heard about the movie because of Zendaya. But they have Tim T. Chalamet. <laughs> Tim T. Chalamet, ladies and gentlemen. Beautiful bone structure. Beautiful bone structure. Jawline that could There's cut really... steel. So we have Tim T. Chalamet and Zendaya. <laughs> okay, Rebecca Ferguson. No, we should probably say his name correctly. We're assholes. Yes. Okay. Timothy Chalamet. Actually, no idea. No idea. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson's in it. Oscar Isaac from Star Wars. Jason Samoa. Just kidding. It's Jason Momoa. Like wow. Samoa Cookie. We're the worst. Know? Dave Bautista. He's in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Who else? Javier Bardem. Mother. Josh Brolin. We have a very meaty cast. Yeah. Good actors. Good cast means yeah. good performances. So we are I mean, expecting. Hopefully imagine if it was bad. I don't think or team. Or one individual. Team. Tim T. Tim T. Chalamet. No. I don't think Chalamet. he's going to disappoint. I don't think he's going to disappoint. I know how to say Chalamet. it, by the way. Do you, know, do you know what Dune's about? Not really. I didn't know what it was about. So I looked it up and I wrote up a little, syn- a little synopsis for us. Dune is about, so Timothy Chalamet plays this young prince whose family gets sent to the planet Dune to oversee mining of spice. Spice. It's actually a space drug that gives you a cool power and like glowing eyes and, and stuff. And mm, correct. Apparently the movie's about colonization. <laughs> so I feel like that makes sense. Makes sense, but um, it's out December 18th. Take a peek at the trailer. Also, something to look forward to, another trailer that has dropped Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor, which we've been waiting for, um, which is about a brain implant technology that allows you to inhabit other people's bodies, and it follows this secret agent who uses it to um, commit assassinations. Sounds, sounds pretty crazy. It sounds terrifying. It sounds terrifying. It's what we're all worried about. We all it is. It, like are like they're Google gonna micro trip our brains somehow. They're like the vaccine. Yeah. Fear. Yeah. They're like oh they're putting microchips in us with the vaccine. Brain implant. Like this is essentially the same thing, except uh, extreme. Extreme. Yeah. I don't think we have to worry about that for now, but. So we still have time to see this movie and think it's crazy and not worry about it happening to us in a couple years. In a couple years. <laughs> it already has. Vote in November. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but that's out in theaters October 2nd. Take a peek of that. <laughs> Shall we? Chalamet. Chalamet. Ta-da. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this episode of Chicks Talk Flicks. We will be back with another episode. I hope you enjoyed it either listening or if you're watching. I hope that I'm fired. we didn't disappoint. No, you're not fired. Join us next week on another episode of Chicks Talk Flicks. Signing out.